The Anchism Podcast, brought to you by our proud sponsor, Kixinto. As Canada's premium reseller of authentic sneakers, Kixinto offers free shipping in Canada and the USA. With a wide selection of the most exclusive Jordans, Yeezys, and other premium products, you can trust Kixinto for all your sneaker needs. Don't miss out on the latest drops and limited releases. Visit their website at www.kixinto.ca to shop now and step up your sneaker game. Today on the podcast, I have Ashif. Ashif has done so much of work for the community in the Northwest, in Bolton. Despite all of the work he does, he has a lot of love for boxing as well. He's the head coach of the Round for Round Boxing Academy, working with the Amir Khan Academy in Bolton. It's a pleasure to have you, Ashif Bhai. How are you doing today? Thank you. Doing really good. You know, it's not sunny today, but I brought a bit of colour into the studio. You know, just... Apart from being the boxing and the fitness coach, I learned so much more about him. You are also an actor and I know you love your art. You are also a broadcaster. You are also a nutritionist. You have expertise in a lot of different fields. And when we speak to young people these days, the thing that that is developed in a day and, you know, you can be everything at once. But I am sure that, you know, you had to give each thing a lot of time. to develop and i think you're still learning aren't you 100% you know i'm still always continuing to learn study look at um for example if it's to do with nutrition and supplementation looking at the latest studies that come out tried and tested and you know learning never stops no matter what we think whether it's uh, personally or professionally or academically it never stops tell us more about the hair what's the project so um currently i'm filming something uh which is a drama and i think it'll probably end up on something like netflix so um can't say much about it but it's a, it's a featured background role uh, so there's a little bit of dialogue and i'm playing like a a european um thug gangster eastern european so, yeah yeah exactly so they um I went for a fitting so which is where they just you know put you in a particular outfit they take some pictures profiles and uh, maybe make you walk around the room so see how it looks um, and then they asked me well, you know would you be comfortable having a shave yeah no problem they were like would you be comfortable coloring your hair and I'm like yeah why not what is it for you as an actor as a performer you know everyone's the protagonist in their own story but yeah. you know when films are being filmed series are being filmed you cannot get that role every time where you can be the main man or there's a lot of attention on you so as an actor yeah you want to be in front of the camera as much as you can how do you manage that uh childlike instinct or that that want to be in front of the camera or are you just happy being on the film set what's your process i think it's a little bit of everything and what i mean by that is i suppose perhaps anybody who's an actor actress they'd love to be the main role main role every time but you know the main actor main character and that would be great um but you know a lot of the times that doesn't happen so rather than take no gig or no job i try and do a little bit of everything um and when those main roles come up then you know i try and hit my mark every time and even when something comes up like recently i was just a background artist um on a drama for a tv channel 
and they just wanted me for background then it was this the scene i could work well then it was like oh are you okay with a bit of dialogue and sometimes by default you end up with more of a character anyway but i think for me just being active um, being consistent with work whether it's a commercial whether it's a photo shoot um, whether it's a drama or a movie um, obviously certain things have more perks than others but i think it's better to do something than to do nothing at all ashif bhai people do not have the mentality that you have people do not have the mindset um, they would rather give up if it's not the best but to actually develop that best opportunity you have to work days you don't want to turn up yeah no 100% and the thing is you've got to look at it this way as well you could apply um or audition for 100 gigs and even the one you think you know you've nailed it was your best audition um you don't get it and i'll give you an example so this is probably about 12 years ago i had an audition and people that were part of the casting process they actually knew me through networking and events i've done in the past and i thought that helps a little bit did a brilliant audition for a nail day and they were like you're definitely going to hear from us in a week a week went by did i hear anything 10 days two weeks later for let me just you know drop follow up and uh, the feedback i got was you were absolutely fantastic but you weren't Asian enough for the role what does that mean exactly so it's like how much more Asian could i have been you know was it was it the accent was it the way i was speaking like what and they were just like we just we ju- we just didn't see it you know you were kind of you know, you you weren't what we were looking for and going back to that i mean so you know 10 years ago trying to chase it you know i just come off being a main character in a drama that i did um the ends yeah and that started off as a web series and that was before youtube was a big thing you know there was no big social media in 2005 ago, yeah. yeah so started off as a web series did well we did a pilot it went to a number of broadcasters kind of didn't get picked up but then there was interest from one did a whole series and bear in mind this was kind of like an independent project at the beginning a production at the beginning and um we did six episodes and it managed to get sold to a channel and it did really well in Spain and Australia of all places and um we did four further episodes and then it got edited from six like one hour episodes to 10 half an hour episodes eventually it ended up into four 50 minute episodes and we were the number one dvd seller in hmv that year but then hmv went bust so we had all these little wins like you know we've done been successful on a channel we had the dvd what's next we were about to do a season 2 because uh, because of the cliffhanger ending and um I think another company bought the rights to it and they were they did the DVDs they distributed it they sold it around the world and uh, we all went off in different directions and that's when I started kind of chasing you know the dream of actor all the while still studying still volunteering still doing the gym the boxing and um, that never stopped and um I'd quite so I'd some success over about 18 months doing various um productions movies commercials but I just kept missing that little you know the 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 moment i kept missing that and i thought okay as a young british asian what chances have i got of actually making it so again looking back to just over a decade ago how many uh, people of ethnicity were in main roles on tv and that answer is there wasn't many so i thought you know what maybe it's time to take a step back from that just put it on the sideline for now but i'll still do 
little stage show performances, uh, being a host for events. Let me keep going with the sports development and the teaching and I'll revisit it at some point. And it just hit me again while we were in lockdown. And I went while we were in lockdown, I made a plan, plotted it out, smart target, dreams, goals, ambitions. And I thought, right, as soon as we come out of the lockdown, I need an agent, I need to do everything I was doing before, but even better. Because I'm now I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit grayer. Let's see what I can do. And you know what? Touch wood, thank God, the stars, whatever you want to believe in. Um, the first year out of lockdown, I probably averaged about 15 days of filming a month. So half the month was filming. Um, following year, a little bit less. Um, last year, and from last July to this July, it's literally been non-stop apart from maybe Christmas and January. And that's a range of things from commercials to walk-on, um, speaking parts, small roles. Um, but for me, the way I look at it, and this is what I tell young people getting into the business as well, that everybody's situation is different. If it's in your capacity, if it's in your time, if it's in your budget, try and go and do everything. Um, you know, I meet a lot of people that are like, oh, well, I'm not gonna film anything if I'm not getting paid for it, and I need this and I need that. You know, we all need a lot of things. But if it's not costing you anything, and you're not traveling that far, and you're ticking all these specific boxes, then you know what, go do it because you're networking, you're meeting new people, you're in different environments, and you know, you're getting images, your videos, you can make your own show reel. I mean, Definitely. now it's a hundred times easier than- It was 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, especially with the amount of stuff you can do on your phone. True, true, yeah. true, true, true. And, uh, but you know, whenever I get an opportunity or whenever, whenever there's a small role or a small film, or anyone from the university, you know, the final year media students want, someone to play a role I'm more than happy to do it and just the experience of being in front of the camera and 100%. and uh, playing a part that would be in a different world that you get to be a different character and you can do whatever that character wants to do 100%. honestly in the last 12 months I've been uh, a Turkish prison officer an Iranian DJ I've been a, a wealthy Middle Eastern man um, European gangster, um, a, a police officer, a CID officer. So it's like, you know, if you take the other things out of the equation, again, like it's like going back to your childhood, like being a young boy. I'm playing dress up, I'm being fed, I'm being watered and I'm having fun. How can I complain about that? Whether it's a big role or a small role, it's... Um, but, you know, you have to have love for what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I do not blame anyone's motivation or anyone's aspirations you know someone could be focused a lot on money someone could be focused on proving people wrong a lot of times but if it's about those things it's very difficult to not burn out whilst doing those things you know yeah, whilst you're chasing your dream if i am doing this podcast or i'm doing anything in my life to prove people wrong then i don't think i will get very far yeah, I think you're right. I think for the majority of the time, that's 100% correct. I think maybe for a few people, you know, maybe that does give them the motivation that, you know, I do need to okay. prove everybody wrong. But you're right. I think for the majority of people, you will fall out of love. You'll, um, the fire will burn out and you'll, you'll probably give up on that dream or aspiration. But I think, you know, the way to keep going is to have those targets, have those goals 
and be able to differentiate between your dreams and ambitions sometimes they can combine but you know have your targets have your goals whether it's you know little steps or the big steps different you know ways work for different people but i think you know you have your end goal and there's lots of different steps to get there and just know that sometimes you might be going slowly up them steps and sometimes you know like just we were talking before we came in here you know is it was a bit quiet for me for a month and then everything's happening at one go and i think you know what you look after yourself physically mentally emotionally nutritionally spiritually try your best forget the rest ashif bhai i also know that you have dedicated a lot of your life to boxing and the podcast would not be complete if we do not talk about your personal journey in the world of boxing and how it led you to become who you are today and uh, i've heard you working with the amir khan academy so yeah. what's that been like i think for me you know as a young boy growing up in uh, the 90s which sounds sounds like a long time ago <laughs> in my head is yesterday um you know parents always supported me in doing any uh, extracurricular activities like after school whether I uh, did karate for a while um I didn't do what everybody else did so I wasn't in the football team I didn't go football on the weekends to be honest I didn't like football um but you know when you're at school you're like yeah man united liverpool and all that kind of stuff but I didn't like football it wasn't for me um very good goalkeeper though I was the goalkeeper for Bolton Lazen Girls Club once upon a time um and there weren't many boxing gyms around in Bolton at that time because you got to remember back then honestly I can think of maybe two boxing clubs that were around the old lads club and there was one up uh, Wigan Road which was a wrestling club which is still there now and I remember when the old lads club moved to the new facility which is Spa Road it's been there for a while we was like wow there's a brand new gym here we've we've got to come here every day and um like a lot of people at the time my head coach who sadly passed away John Hart he was there and he was like you know what if you're dedicated you try your best you know you can make it and i think me and a couple of friends we used to go boxing probably 3 4 times a week the rest of the time we were either in the gym or once a week we'd play snooker that was like the treat that's not sport play snooker even though snooker is a sport but for us that, that is very sport. controversial yeah. actually you somebody, have to be somebody's going to start hating on me right now <laughs> but um fell in love with it of course all the rocky movies growing up watching them big inspiration sylvester stallone you know rocky balboa and uh, just fell in love with it and it was kind of around the 14 15 mark i knew for myself that if i didn't become an athlete i was definitely going to go into the world of training coaching teaching i already kind of had that pathway set out because i knew it i loved it i was always learning and even at a young age i was like effectively volunteering helping out with the younger kids the juniors and um just fell in love with it from there um went to, when i went to college Bolton college uh, did the public services did the sports development uh, fitness nutrition gym instructing personal training and just kept going 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 and literally from them onwards i've always actively consistently been involved with uh, a club or run a club or even just volunteer my time so literally from 2005 up until the lockdown i didn't know what a weekend was because it'd be in somebody's corner it'd be at a competition it'd be at the gym so yeah it's just been boxing has given me something where 
physically you feel good you've got them that skill set but to pass it on and see people developing the sport and how far they go as well it's amazing how did round for round boxing club came around and you know collaborating mm. with one of the best gyms in bolton with someone who has achieved so much in the world of boxing what was that journey and how did it start i'll try and answer this as uh, simple as possible because i think and you'll know maybe some of the viewers will know i think with me nothing's ever straightforward there's always some peaks and troughs and all that kind of stuff but so round for round is something that's kind of been at the back of my head for a while so when i was 16 and i left school uh, the the sight the vision that i had was me effectively working in a gym that's all i could see at that time but as time went by i could see myself developing and having my own facility to be honest the end goal was like specifically strength and conditioning because that is my forte um but also giving something back to the community so i've always had this thing where if we make the next amir khan or the next john claude van damme fantastic but if we don't we're making a difference we're making an impact so the first place i was at was the bolton lads and girls club back in i think 2005 when i left there i was actually working for amir when he opened um, gloves which is obviously now the amir khan academy and from there i moved on and had a kickboxing academy where we were really successful and we got numerous medals at novice championship level and british championship level then went back to amir then returned back to lads club where of course i met yourself and um just over 12 months ago i was literally wearing this jacket same jacket so yes it's over a year old but i look after this one i like this one and i was walking down um dean road and i get a phone call I look at the phone call no recognize them so like, hello it's like is that you wearing a purple jacket who's who's this and he said something which i can't repeat it's like bleep you didn't save my number i'm not your friend anymore and i thought right amir what's happening and he's like is that you in a purple jacket i'm like yeah he's like why do you come and speak to me i'm in uh, one of the uh, shops on dean road went and spoke to him he was asking what i was up to etc and he's like you know have you been to the gym recently and i said no i've not been for a while and we sat down and talked and i had this idea um of round for round and actually in between there between a uh, lads club and being at amir's place i was actually at pound for pound which uh, uh, you know a friend of mine um, who a lot of people know as kuzi khan he opened that place for the community unfortunately he passed away in an accident and um, we were going to do something together boxing specific for the community obviously he passed away spoke to his brother and i was there for about a year and to be honest we got really busy over a year uh, the numbers increased participation engagement involvement with everybody and and literally a year later when i started getting into the acting more i thought it'd be brilliant if i could balance the two out and i've been a workaholic since forever you know while, while people were just at college their first year i was at college i was volunteering i was working and i was training and i was competing so still having that same mindset i thought i think i can still do the tv stuff and do the gym stuff spoke to amir and i said look this is my vision this is my plan and this is where i want the gym to be in 12 months time and i think over the years there's had people come and go but because we've got that you know friendship relationship we've known each other since we were kids you know he was 
when he came to like my gym it was like wow there's another person of ethnic background in the gym because there, there was no um that, that many people from ethnic backgrounds doing boxing back in the 90s and there weren't even that many clubs so we've always had that relationship shared the vision with him and he's like you know what let's try it let's see what happens and um that's how we came with round for round what are you trying to achieve with round for round boxing because you know physical activity is good but how how much does it help mentally it helps loads mentally and i think with round for round the main thing we're trying to do is transform lives through boxing and i think sometimes when people hear that they think you know it's just like a catchphrase but it, it genuinely is transforming lives through boxing because like i said you can have x amount of people walk through the doors uh, let's just say 100 from them 100 you might have 10 that are really good boxers from them 10 there might be two that are the ones and from them two there may be a chance that one of them really makes it but regardless of that i and the team make sure that every single person comes through the door we know their name we know their back story we know what their goals are and we want them to feel as superstars so when they come in whatever's going on in their life whether they're a young person family issues friendship relationship whatever the problem is that they may be going through they, they can talk the to gym, you yeah and in the gym there's just a red corner and a blue corner and there's us we're there to help you physically mentally so when you walk out of there you feel that sense of achievement you know what i've done something at the same time you've released some anger you've released some emotions you've networked you've made new friends you know it's funny because on the weekend we have our uh kids sessions beginners and we you know with the viewing gallery that I was explaining to you before it overlooks the gym and you know for a number of reasons we tell parents you know stay behind and watch if you can and please go upstairs and watch them because then you know it gives the kids the space from the parents it's a good safeguarding scenario you know they're not in the same room etc and we've had parents come in say you never guess what and that parent he lives two doors away from me and you know that guy's dad he he's on the next street from me and these people never even knew they lived 60 seconds away from each other but the gym has shown them that you know what we're neighbors and the amount of networking that goes on both on the gym floor and outside of the gym because of what we're doing i mean there's there's a million stories we'd be here all day apart from bringing kids together networking or making sure that they channelize their energy in a positive direction it also helps parents meet it also helps you know their sort of mental health because i'm sure that people who are married with kids the life might be a bit monotonous because you are focusing on the same thing every day and when they sort of see another adult another person you know and they have a good chat with them they feel refreshed 100% and i think you know what that was part and parcel of you know the timetable the whole round for round project as well because look kids young people they're in education there's bits of it like the bits of it they don't like they need that downtime and it could be one of the sessions whichever session that might be same thing for parents like you just said they're stuck in the i go do the school run i do the shop i cook i clean i do the clean the nappies stuck in that they need a break from that sometimes the parents need a break from the kid they drop them off they go shopping or maybe husband and wife go for a coffee kind of you know get that relationship boost and it gives everybody that little bit of breathing space but it's a, it's a safe environment it's a safe welcoming environment and i think that's another thing that 
encourages people of all different ages backgrounds to come down that you know what it's a safe environment it's a safe space lots of diversity in there and not everybody in there wants to become a boxer and that's okay you know one of our oldest members is 60 plus and he just comes because he likes the environment he does a little bit of cardio he does as much as he can he has a bit of a chat and he goes home and that does it for him you know somebody who's retired been there done that and now he's just coming and just for a bit of general health and fitness and in the 90s in the 2000s you know amir khan was really first person we could know around the world yes. you know no matter which part of the subcontinent you are from he definitely put us on the map that okay we as brown people or we as people from south asian descent can also box we are not as weak as you might think because yes nutrition and diet might work differently and genes do play a part but just having the stereotype that you know brown people can't yeah, box yeah like yeah they can't box or we can't be sports people or 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 we're not strong or i mean you're lucky genetically you got gifted height yeah i i don't have the gift of height but you know thank god i've got that you know that strength which which is why in the gym i can do ridiculous things and it's unbelievable but like you said i think with amir a young lad along a lad, a boy from born that we all know so picked one hobby stuck to it managed to travel so many countries by the time he was 16 because of all these different championships and into the first year of college he's made it to the olympics so you know forget about him personally a young british asian made it to the olympics i'm absolutely amazing a one in a million shot because the rules were actually you know um under 18 you know you can't participate at world level you got to be 18 plus he was 17 at the time and you know he was the only one representing great britain and you know they managed to do something and adjust the rules because i think <clears throat> the rules nationally and internationally were slightly different and i think what an amazing just that bit of the story that bit of the puzzle is amazing what was your reaction when he got that silver medal i'll be honest and people are going to say i'm biased i i knew from day one when i met him this guy's going to make it he's going to get to the olympics and he's going to come back with a medal why did him to come back with a gold but for him to come back with a silver at 17 i was just happy and proud to know that you know what somebody i know somebody that i've grown with grown up with has reached that level of success and at 17 we were just kids then and you know i remember him coming back to college and he's like hush look for sand in his pocket and he pulled a medal out he didn't even have it in a case So you know even our tutor is like you know what have you got in your pocket and it's like oh you know our uh, tutor Graham Roberts is still at Bolton College like oh look that's my silver medal like you need to keep it in a box or something you know you don't want to get it scratched but it was just like a normal thing for him <clears throat> the thing is he's the same lad he was back then same 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 you know just look at that brilliant put it in his pocket what about the media perception what about how people see him I think it's 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 one of them i think when you now when you become a celebrity it's a completely different ball game mostly because of social media because and i try and explain this to young people and i think sometimes i miss the mark explaining this because the examples i give them sometimes they don't know who they are but i'm like would you ever or do you ever see somebody like a uh, al pacino or robert de niro uh cindy crawford 
um, a Stallone or something on social media 24-7. No, because they are genuinely superstars. Now in the world of social media stars, and if you make it to that level or beyond, you're under the scrutiny of the public eye regardless. Back in the day, it used to be the tabloids. Now it could be any one of the social media platforms. I think Amir is somebody who at a very young age became very famous, very successful. And I think regardless of good, bad, up, down, left, right, black, white, he was always going to be under public scrutiny because to reach that level of megastardom so quickly is practically unheard of. You know, above that, being British, being Asian, being of Pakistani uh, heritage, you're going to, I feel you are going to have a little bit more scrutiny on you. And because obviously he is a role model and you can't be seeing doing things that are um, of a nature that a role model would do. But, you know, we all make mistakes. We're all human. I think the difference is where we make mistakes, the whole world doesn't know about it. Hmm. Oh, coming back to his work and your work at Round for Round, what are the positive changes and how much of an interest does he hold in the proceedings at the club? Uh, I mean, just yesterday, surprise visit. Um, and we had the Polish national team there. Nice surprise for all the members in the amateur squad and the Polish boxing team as well. And I think, you know what, it's given him a little bit of a buzz back for boxing. Because I think, you know, after his last fight, everybody's seen the post-fight interview. He's like, you know, I can still do it, but it's, it's not quite there. And I think him seeing how round for round has transformed the Amir Khan Academy in the space of 12 months, you know, um, it's busier, it's bigger, it's better. We've got an amateur team. We've got our first pro boxer. We've got two national champions. And I think when he walked in yesterday, because nobody knew he was coming yesterday. Even um, you didn't know? Well, he did let me know um, about an hour before. He said, Ash, you know what? I'm thinking of coming to the gym. And I thought, you know what? I'll let it be a surprise because I know he's really busy because the book's uh, being lodged today mm -hmm. as we're doing this podcast. And I thought it's going to be busy with media interviews and, you know, over the phone, radio, etc. Um, so he let me know and I was like, you know what, it'd be fantastic if you could come. And it wasn't planned and he walked in and he was like, all these people coming here to the gym. I'm like, yeah, we've not told them to come. These are our regulars. Um, obviously, the extra with the Polish national team. And um, he was surprised. He was excited. He got that buzz back. He was going on the back with everybody and sh you know, showing them different things that they could do and, you know, um, complimenting them. And it gave, it gave all the people in the gym a boost, but I think it gave him that that almost like that fire back like yeah boxing yeah you know really enjoying it and to see how 12 months ago the gym wasn't being utilized um and to see it being full it's clean it's tidy it's being used there's music there's you know guys throwing up in the bathroom because they worked out too hard some people thrive off that environment that energy and i think you know he had a buzz off it just as much as i do how important is discipline at your gym Oh, 100%. Discipline is the key. Discipline, dedication, consistency. You know, if you're disciplined within yourself, you can and you have the potential to achieve whatever you want. You know, it's like, oh, I don't feel like training today. Come to the gym anyway. I'm not in the mood today. Still come. You might not know my, who you, what yeah, energy you try. My, my arm's hurting a little bit. Use the other arm. I have always tried to look for, forget about the excuse, 
let's look at what we can do forget about what we can't do and that comes part and parcel of dedication if you're dedicated you're gonna make it whether it's today tomorrow the year after but if you come out with excuses i'm too tired my back's hurting my mommy shouted at me uh shahrukh khan is getting old whatever it is yeah you're not gonna win it's as simple true, as that true 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 and what about sometimes you know in the heat of the moment when you're boxing and you know when you're in the gym getting that set in doing that round in how when sometimes you know kids young kids you know with all the high testosterone with all the high emotions end up throwing a towel misbehaving with the gym member misbehaving with the coach how do you deal with that do you have rules where okay you're going home today but you have to come back tomorrow what what is your way of you know making think, them look yeah i think you know we do have a code of conduct that everybody knows about as soon as they walk into the gym they you know they know there's a certain way you need to behave and operate and you've got to be a cool cat it's not about use, losing your temper it's about it's about being controlled when something like that happens i mean once upon a time it would be take it back go home i think now we live in a time where you know emotions are very high mental health issues So I think there's a certain way to deal with certain issues as long as there's consistency along the uh, across the board but at the same time you know the first thing would be a conversation come here what's up no I don't want to get him to relax get him to calm down find out cuz sometimes it's something trivial oh that guy uh, you know he got me with a really good shot and sometimes it could be something personal rooted yeah so I think you know when we get to the root of the cause we can help solve it or is something that we can nip in the bud and it's like right go have a drink let's reset let's carry on you don't want to have a drink you know what why don't you just chill out and watch you don't want to do that go upstairs go on your phone for a bit you know play some i don't know whatever scroll through yeah scroll. just reset and you know what 9 times out of 10 they'll come back on the gym floor you know in addition to teaching boxing at the round for round academy you teach people and mentor them a lot about life as well so obviously we we have got the mentorship you know as part of that we do a uh, career progression development plans um you know what that looks like you know in an education setting you're going to go college you're going to go uni etc we do things like cb workshops as well and um, we've also got our knife campaign which we're really strong about you know we always tell people drop the knife you know pick up the gloves instead put your energy into the gym um you know anything that we've got going is specific and is aimed at enabling people to become the best version of themselves both in the gym and out of the gym if you become a world champion great if you don't become a champion in life you know it's as simple as that we also have our female only sessions which is led by Shinaz who is actually a former footballer so she's been at that elite level we have girls only sessions then we have our boxer sessions for the amateur boxing and we have our boxer sessions for everyday people that just want to get a feel for it or try it most of our kids and teen sessions are on the weekend we do do some on the week and um we actually look after two football teams uh, under 11 football teams so we're not just looking after boxers you know we've actually got a rugby player that comes to the gym a specialty chef and you know it's just bringing all those people together as well again the networking we each other and again you know what is the worst that's going to happen from you constantly consistently coming to round for round nothing the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to get fit <laughs> well, the best that... th- the best thing that's going to happen 
is you smash it in the gym and you smash it in life one round at a time. In terms of round for round boxing, you talked about mentorship, discipline, and everything that comes in between. What is your end goal with the club, and what do you want to achieve with it personally? Personally, it, it literally does mean everything to me, and I think I've been very fortunate to. How can I explain this? To almost be like a Hulk, Hulk Hogan, and what I mean by that is, Hulk Hogan was the right guy in the right place at the right time. You know, the eighties. WrestleMania, Hulkamania, WWF. Right, if that persona, that character, the red and yellow, came later on, I don't think it would have worked out was out that well. Right place, right guy, right time. And I think for me, I was very fortunate and dedicated that I stuck with the volunteering, the boxing, the community work, the youth work, and I've just put it all together in a ball, and it became round for round along with the team. Now, what's the end goal? I think, not I think, I know. Consistent, constant dedication and making a change, making an impact, and literally transforming lives. Young people, youth, uh, adults, men, women, children, using boxing as the engagement tool and health and fitness and mental health. We've got the platform. Always like to tell people it's like a youth club, a community center. A health hub all in one what I'd like to do is be one of the most successful clubs and we're you know we're on that path two national champions already one pro boxer you know to fight later on this year beyond that I think it's a little bit of expansion and I think you know working with Amir past present and future as well satellite centers you know more round for round more Amir Khan academies and it doesn't just have to be boxing. I mean, for me, I'm fortunate that I've got the kickboxing background as well, so the martial arts can come into it. And now, you know, we're also working with schools and colleges. So, you know, you've got the community side where we're working with all diverse backgrounds. We've got the sports side, the grassroots, and we've got the pro level, the commercial side. And I think, you know, the end goal, I mean, part of me still does want uh, an elite strength and conditioning facility where it's very, um, specific to elite level athletes and I know I would really enjoy that and I know that it would make me lots of money but at the same time it's this type of stuff at round for round that you know you feel it when you see the difference you're making can't put a price on that.